McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Hola amor. Hola cariño. And welcome to Uy que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello. Hi. We're a mess. <laughs> we just came back from vacation and uh, like together, like we went to mm -hmm. Florida together. We swam mm -hmm. in a pool. We consumed a lot of alcohol and uh we're uh we're pooped and then i chose to arrive from vacation and go out drinking some more with my friend for his birthday and i fully <laughs> like the i woke up in the middle of the night having to pee and i got up and i was like oh i'm wasted <laughs> and This it reminds... was a full <laughs> it was a full chunk of time after i had gone to bed like i was like how am i still Fucked up. It's mezcal, baby. I don't drink that shit. Well, that reminds me of when we were in Florida and you made us margaritas. And I don't like if I have some drinks nowadays, it's usually like some wine or some beer. I just can't handle the hard stuff. And you made some margaritas. And every five minutes, I'd be like, Eileen, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> Five minutes But later. It would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so drunk. We would be in Ugh. a full conversation of like, and yes, the Olympics are going crazy right now. And Johnny would turn, oh my God, I'm drunk right now. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it you've had been told so, us. <laughs> it had been so long since I had felt that way. But I feel your pain. I, on the other hand, f since we arrived like two days ago, I've been laying low, trying to hydrate, and I still feel just like a loaf well, of bread. You also, you had two weeks worth of that shit. I mean, when we're when I'm on vacation, I'm like, I'm on vacation and I will do as I please, you know? So, which is <laughs> like literally should. at the airport with you, We were like, another mimosa, another mimosa, another mimosa, another mimosa. It was just... <laughs> just a fucking song. <laughs> um, I have a random segue right now, if you okay, don't mind. please. And I hate to steal from my favorite murder, but I'm going to do a corrections corner real quick, if oh, you don't mind. Oh, uh, please. Uh, because I made two observations in two of our past episodes. First of all, Zedukaishan... Um, Levare, no, encarnare no uh -huh. teu cadáver. Uh -huh. In the beginning of the episode, I said, This reminds me of Big Girls Don't Cry by Frankie <laughs> Valley. It is not Big Girls Don't Cry, it's Walk Like a Man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, remember you told me this, and I was like, I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. So I just, I just smiled and, and went nodded. along. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And also, I'm. let's not get into this too much, but in El Inquisidor, uh -huh. you threw in a comment 
and I must not have heard it as we were recording because, you know, we do this through FaceTime. Right. And in, as I was going through the edit, I was like, that is a good observation. So I'm just going to bring it up real quick. So there's like a whole explanation in Inquisidor. We find out that the Villette uncle or grandpa or something set himself on fire in his house. Like yeah. arson, basically. And I said and that you somebody, were like, somebody else burnt him. It's not him. It's it Jeremias Thebe who burnt him. And I was like, that makes sense. Because that's why Margadilet is so insane. Or no, that's why she's using insane people for revenge. She's not a religious fanatic. She just wants revenge. That makes sense. Who fucking cares? But <laughs> I just wanted to. I As I was going through it, I was like, that was a really good observation. So Thank you. My sister uh, texted me about that episode. And I was like, did you follow along with the episode? And she was like, enough to have a good time. <laughs> That was a crazy episode, but that's because that movie was fucking nutbags. Bonkers, yeah. Anyway, so speaking of which, let's talk about this movie today. Uh, Jonathan, listen, I was grateful for the shortness. I was grateful yeah. for the brevity. Yeah. Pero esta película, brother, puta. And, and, and also the other thing is it's... A TV movie, like it's yes. ob- like from the beginning. I didn't realize that until I was like two minutes in. I was like, mm-hmm. "Esto es una novela. This is mm-hmm. like a TV production." And Absolutely. then I w- was googling, and I was like, "Oh, ab- it sure is. Mm-hmm. This movie's a mess." <laughs> well, so because we went on vacation, you know, we really worked hard pre-vacation and yeah. during vacation to make sure that we like stayed on schedule. So I was like, when I get back, I want to do something nice and quick. So I picked the movie (laughs) La Mano from Venezuela, 1995, and it is under an hour long. 57 minutes. It's ridiculous, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Okay, so, but listen, we're going to talk about it. So I think you have some some semblance of a synopsis for me. So let's hear it. La Mano. Armandito arrives at the city and rents a room in a boarding house without having the slightest idea of the terror that waits for him in the room of the dead person. (laughs) That's pretty much it. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) That's good. I think we should leave it at that. We'll... I, there are there it it will go. That's it's it's gonna be something. Okay, so this is La Mano, Venezuela, nineteen ninety five. It is a TV movie written by Huberto Kiko Olivieri and Tony Rodriguez and directed by Tony Rodriguez. Ready? Ready. We open on a stormy night and we see a sign that says Pension Doña Manola. Very well, no, not clever at all. Manola, really, but sure. Um <laughs> Oh I get it, cause La Mano. Yeah. So we're inside the pension uh, and we see it's very like spooky. There's like an owl and a black cat. Spooky spooks. And we see a man with like a full chrome plate in his head, like Terminator or like fucking chop tank from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Remember that shit? Uh, yeah. So I, I called this guy Chrome Skull. Can I say I didn't Please. see I didn't see that until later. And so yeah. uh, <laughs> you must have been like. Well, what the fuck? What? Why? What's happening? 
I don't think we ever get an explanation. No. No, but not that it matters. But so Chrome Skull grabs this huge meat cleaver. He opens a door into one of the boarding rooms of this pension. There's a man in there. They struggle. Chrome Skull ends up like pinning this guy's hand hand down. He chops it off. And at the moment of the chop, we get like this weird close-up of a woman's eyes. And one of her eyes is like milky white. Not even milky white. Like it's fully a contact lens, like a white contact lens. Oh, sure. And it's not milky. It's like opaque white. And so the hand flies off. It lands with a flop and a wriggle. And we get our title card, La Mano. So it's a while later, like I assume years later. And we're back in the same room. It's all dusty and full of cobwebs. And we see this man, Gaston in the worst wig you've ever seen in your life and fully glued on eyebrows. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That wig offended me. Like, I was like... It's on sideways. I was going to say, is it backwards? Like, it looks... It's... And I was like, this isn't this person's hair. But at the Uh same time, I'm like, what year is this? Is this this person's hair? It was... For uh, me, uh, I was thinking... Horrible. Okay, was this done on purpose or was this just poorly done? I couldn't couldn't quite tell. Like, with those eyebrows. So, this dude, Gaston, with this horrible wig and the gluey eyebrows is tearing down the boards that are barricading this room that this hand-chop murder happened in. Yeah. In rolls Doña Manola, and this is the white-eye lady. (laughs) She, (laughs) yeah, she rolls up in her wheelchair, and she's with this young, pretty woman named Flora, and Doña Manola's like, abre la puerta, Gaston. So he opens the door, she rolls in, and she she says, el alma de mi hijo me perdone, but this room cannot stay closed any longer. So she's like, turn on the lights and clean up this room because my new tenant is arriving tonight. So we're like, okay. When she rolls up, Uh she tells Gaston, abre la puerta, and he turns and he makes a sound as like, oh, girl. And then, kiki wuki fakakaka. Yeah, girl. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's oh, what it is. No. Oh. <laughs> it's so listen, I'm not making fun. Like I <laughs> it is offensive. It's so bad. But not only that, but and then Flora, like with her hands, is like Abra la puerta, like really, yeah. like <laughs> explaining ex- it to him. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, oh no, <laughs> this is gonna be bad. Oh, yeah. And he responds again with like, yeah, he's it's fucking weird, dude. So it's weird. This is meant for us to understand that he is mute, like he is a yes. mute guy. I, I, <laughs> It's like you guys. It's this it's is offensive. Bad. Yeah, like it's especially with those noises. Like, oh, it's not good. No, it is not good. <laughs> so even though we're here, like Kiki Wapaku Paku, no, and we're laughing our asses off, like <laughs> I'm laughing at your impersonation of it. That's what he did. That is <laughs> what that man did. Okay, so so we cut to. 
Armando, Armandito. Which I hate that they called this grown-ass man Armandito. I In my notes, it's Armando. I just couldn't do it. I was like, are we serious right now? He is a 50-year-old man, and we're oh, calling him Armandito. Oh, he's a full man. Get out a of here. A full man. So we cut to him, and he's out in, like, the country. He's giving a eulogy for his grandpa. And we find out that this is, like, this is the countryside town of Iquique Abajo. And Armando says, I'm going to the capital to cumplir the last wishes of my grandpa. In my hand, I hold the last of his inheritance, which I will take to the capital so that a bank can give us the funds to save our town. And like right here too, I was like, we're going for laughs. Oh. You know what I mean? Like We have an undertaker that like at one point he's like, uh, Armandito says something of like, I'm not going to bury him. And the undertaker does like a double take like, what? He's like, should I not? Because he's I literally got the casket. He's like, do I hands. do it? But then like the rest of the sentence that Armandito says is like, has nothing to do with him burying or not. Also, everybody that's at this funeral is sitting on a rock. Uh, yeah. Did you and could yeah. not give half a shit for what's going on here. He literally is going for it with the speech. He's like, y vamos a tener dinero para el pueblo y volvemos el... and, and it's crickets. crickets. It's Dude. so awkward. I must say that like the comedy I found charming in like a TV movie kind of way, like it reminded me of something something I might see on TV as a kid living in Brazil. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. I get that it's not very good. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> but it like it gave me that kind of silly, charming TV movie feel that I didn't hate, I'm going to say. Wow, okay. We differ it's in not- opinions. <laughs> <laughs> it starts to rain. Everybody l- runs off. And the coffin is literally left unburied like Fidalo. <laughs> I wrote, that, did that guy just live that, leave that coffin there? Oh, yeah. It's like it's raining. Fuck it. Vale verga, que se cuide su propio fucking coffin. <laughs> so we're back at the pension and we meet this older woman. I believe her name is Doña Celsa. Something like that, yeah. She's sitting with Gaston and she's like, oh shit, Manola, open the door to the room, the boarded up room. There's got to be a clue in there as to what her son did with the money. So we're like, oh, this Celsa is super into like this fortune that's been secretly left behind or whatever right so she's rudely interrupted by this big sassy gay man silvio i wrote este gay oh dude i mean i kind of loved this even though i'm not fond of straight i assume this man is straight i have no idea but he played this character very well in my opinion i thought he was funny (laughs) he was the best part of this movie for me oh absolutely so he comes in and he's like, well, when the money does show up, you know that Doña Manola is going to sell the pension and you won't have a macho to take care of you. So they start to get into it. And he's like, you stole my oatmeal soap and she, <laughs> my oatmeal soap. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's such a, uh-huh. is such a popular like type of soap in Latin America. Every time, oh. yo siempre, every time I go to either Brazil to see my dad or to or anywhere, even if when I used to travel to Mexico and stuff, I always go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and I always get the palm olive fucking jabón de avena because it is great. It's really good for, for skin stuff. Yeah. So she, Doña Celsa, is like, no, bitch, I would cut my hand off before using soap that be- belongs to you because what you are 
meaning the fact that he's gay, can't be gotten rid of with soap. So he's like, you know what? Go ahead and cut your hand off because then maybe your hand will meet up with dead Manolo's cut off hand. And who knows, honey, a bit of sexo manual would do you good. And she freaks She's like, out que cerdo, and chases him que no off. Que asqueroso, which uh, I was like, honey. Oh, it was ridiculous. Okay, so we cut to Flora. And she's cleaning the spooky room and something seems to be like watching her and crawling around. I think it touches her leg by the bed. So she peeks and reaches under the bed and she finds the meat cleaver that cut off Manolo's hand. So Gaston comes in and he's, I wrote this down, he says, and he barks. And he, it's basically... <laughs> he said it. Like a bark. Like it sounds like he's barking. Híjole. So basically we're like, this is where the dude cut off his fucking hand. There's the cleaver. Great. Yeah. So finally Armando arrives on a bus from Iquique Abajo. He's at the pension. And once he's in fl- inside, Flora takes him to his room and she like spills a bunch of his papers on the floor and she squats down to pick them up but she's super like open legged and yeah. he is staring horny at her crotch for her. it i was like this is a tv movie and you're getting all Girl, sexy with of, each other yes of course latin american tv they don't give a hot fuck it just feel like it almost feels like a kids movie this film oh, yeah. and so just for her to be kind of like spread eagle like I was, I was like this feels weird but so he's all thirsty for her and he's like uh-huh riddle me this batman please is he supposed to be a tartamudo yeah, girl, he's got a stutter. When he was giving the eulogy at the top, I was like, I can't tell if this is his Venezuelan accent and just like the speed in which he's speaking or if he's got a stutter. And it was... Uh... I, I think you're correct that this was supposed to be a stutter and I think it was played for laughs. And I'm just... Bad choice. I'm going to go ahead I... and say, if you're going to do a stutter for laughs, you need to make it a little bit more pronounced. Like, he was just... Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't committed wasn't at all. good. It, honestly, I was like, maybe he, this actor in real life has a th- well, a stutter. If if he does, like somebody correct us, like maybe that was the case. But it seemed to me like because of like the comedic tone of this movie that he was playing it for laughs. We could be wrong, though. So he's like looking at all these papers and he's like, oh, they belong to my grandpa. I'm in town because I urgently need some money. And meanwhile, like Snoopy Doña Celsa was outside listening to this conversation. So she goes off. She's like, I knew it. This is about money. Like she's still just obsessed with finding this money. I'm really I'm going to go ahead and say right now Mm -hmm. the money part of this movie. I did not understand. I don't really understand where Doña Celsa is all about it, but I think I did figure figure it out in the end. Okay, but cool. basically like the money is a big plot point in this. Honestly, Which there are things too like... that I'm like, wait, what? Quién sabe. Yeah. So later that night, Armando's in bed, he's snoring away when the mano comes crawling up the sheets at him. It wakes him up. He freaks out and he throws it and he tries to like turn on the lights to find this hand and he gets fully electrocuted. The voltage sends him flying. He passes out. Socorro! And we get a... <laughs> the hardest word. And then we get a close up of his right hand and it's still like all electrified. It comes to life and we're like, oh, 
this hand is now possessed by Manolo's cutoff hand. Can Got I it. make a point about the sound at this point? Please, yeah. This is another like tell that it's a TV movie in that they were like, call the Foley guy up. We are we need all the sounds we can get. Paso en el, en el fucking piso. Literally the fly. They put that fly was so loud. Did you? Oh my god! Do I, you can't remember? Even, I can't even remember. So no. he, it, when he's in bed <laughs> and the hand is crawling underneath uh-huh. the sheet to go and attack him. Yeah. There's a tiny fly that shows up and they were like, bzz, bzz, and I'm like, we don't need to hear the fly. <laughs> and like the music is all Casio keyboard, like screaming oh, at us. Fully. And I was like, yeah, okay. This Beetlejuice knockoff that we have right now is a too much. There's so much of it. And like it's too loud. All the steps are so like I is everyone wearing heels in this house? Because it's like a click at a clack, a click at a clack. So the hand comes to life, and then it's the next day, and Doña Celsa, all the tenants, they're sitting around the breakfast table talking about the screams that they heard coming from Armando's room because he got fucking electrocuted. And he yelled, Socorro! Socorro! Which nobody did anything. And Not then a soul. Doña Manola uh, arrives and she says, Flora, go knock on the new tenant. Tenant's door because he's gonna miss breakfast, but not before Silvio. Can I say it? Please. Tócale la puerta nada más porque a ti te hace agua la boca con un buen macho. The best line. So ever. the thing about this gay guy, so we have Celsa, who's obviously a homophobe, because every time Silvio, the gay guy, talks, mm-hmm. she's like, "Ay, vos sos un asqueroso. You're disgusting. I, you're one day you're gonna die because you're gay." Basically, is what she's saying. But not without Silvio turning around and being like, "Ay, pero you need a macho, macho. ¿Dónde está tu macho? A todo el mundo." I'm like, "Okay, you fucking misogynistic gay. Can you relax? Like with the fucking macho thing, puta." That being said. Flora is very thirsty for Armando sure, as well. Th- which... I, that's, I'm not saying she's not. I'm saying Silvio needs to pump his brakes with the macho thing. So Flora goes in search of her macho. She's like, knock, knock, knock. He opens the door and she's all like, what the fuck happened in here? It's an absolute mess. And Armando's like, I don't know what happened. I touched these cables. I went flying. And I, when I woke up, I noticed my hand was like all fucked up. Like something's wrong with my hand. So he comes out for breakfast. He's trying to hide in his hide his hand in his pocket. Silvio comes up and he's like, hello, I'm Silvio. Armando's all apologizing. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I have to shake with my left hand because something weird happened to my hand last night. I'm so sorry for screaming and everything. And then Silvio says, well, it was probably the hand of the dead guy who freaked you out. That was Doña Manola's son, who was a thief who robbed a bank. He hid the money, and then he went to his room, and in guilt, he cut off his hand. And all of a sudden, the fucking hand comes to life, and it starts to beat the shit out of Silvio. And on top of the, uh, like, all the sounds, like the clickety-clackety, did you notice the operatic singing in the back? Yes, yes. Just, like, the hand beating the shit out of Silvio, and just, like, just full operatic belt in the back. I'm going to tell you cuz it happens again. Oh my god. And it 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 happens when somebody goes flying like cuz the hand oh, yeah. often like chucks people yes. through the air and whenever those people go flying through the air you hear like and it's not super loud. It's just like no. mixed in. You hear a fucking <laughs> 
just, what? Why? 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 Was Manolo like this a fucking Venezuelan opera singer? Who knows? <laughs> so Armando goes to his room because he just beat the shit out of Silvio. Flora comes to check on him and Armando's freaking out. He's like, the hand won't obey me. It's doing what it wants. So Flora's like, let's go talk to Doña Manola because she used to be a nurse. She can help you. So we cut to Doña Manola's room where we see like a big picture of her. As a in, nurse. Like, her nurse. Yeah, in her nurse getup. But her like. Her white eyes. White eye is cut out and somebody's peeking through the eye at their conversation. Doña Manola's like, I'm so sorry, Armando. It's been difficult for me to like open the room back up because my son died there. That's why I've been so cold with you. I used to be a nurse. I taught my son how to be a nurse and he wanted a doctor to operate on my eye. But an operation costs a lot of money. So my son tried very, very hard to get the money and he got caught up in a bad scene with a criminal who convinced him to rob a bank. My son did it, but he regretted it. So he wanted to return the money. But his accomplice, Mario El Coco, wouldn't let him return the money. So my son took the money, hid it in a hospital where he worked, and he was never able to take it out of there. And one night, he cut off his hand in his room, and he died in there. I have a question. Please. When they, when she says he cut off his hand, she they're saying the other guy did that, right? Because that's what we saw in the beginning. I don't think she knows that the accomplice did that. Uh, I think she thinks he did it out of guilt. Okay. So everybody, because that's uh-huh. what that's what Silvio said too. He cut off his hand, and I was very yeah. confused because I was like, he obviously did not. <laughs> we saw a man cut it Somebody off. Somebody else of, do it. Yeah. From what I understand, every people most people just don't think, know. yeah, that he did it because he felt guilty. Got it. And then she. She even says, I buried him without his hand because, first of all, I I couldn't find it. But sometimes I think that he cut his hand off so that the hand could end up returning the money to the bank. Which is (laughs) stupid. (laughs) And ridiculous. Uh, So so next thing we see is Doña Celsa. She goes goes storming off because it was her who was peeking in through the little eye hole. Right. And she again is like, I knew it. Doña Manola and Armando know each other. They have the money. So she goes to Gaston and she's like, give me the key to Armando's room because I'm going to get in there and I'm going to find that money. So back in Armando's room, he ties his hand to a bedpost. He's interrogating the hand. He's like, are you the hand of Manolo? And of course, this fucking hand comes alive. It lifts lifts him up off the ground into the air. And just then, Doña Celsa comes in. She sees him like floating in the air. She passes out. Next thing we know, Doña Celsa is being wheeled off in an ambulance. And then again, the hand comes alive, (laughs) grabs a hold of the ambulance and off Armando goes, and Flora is straight up like, it's better if you sit inside, honey. I mean, okay, there were so many moments of this. Like, literally, we see him, like, the car driving down the street of Caracas, and then he's still holding on, and he's running with the car. And it's just like, this is why, to me, it felt so so novela-y, because these are, like, moments that you would see in a novela. Yeah, like, it's like physical comedy, silly bits kind right, of thing. Right, So we cut to the hospital where Doña Celsa is being wheeled in, and still that hand is in hot pursuit. It, it's like pulling Armando through the hospital till Armando can grab a syringe. With ice. He just grabs anyone, but it must have a sedative in it because he sticks it in the hand, 
The hand passes out, and he runs off back to the pension, I guess, right? Yeah. At the pension, he goes into his room. Flora shows up in a little dress, and she's like, oh, my God, it was so sweet of you to accompany Doña Celsa to the hospital. And again, he's like, it was not me. How many times do I have to tell you that my hand is doing is doing whatever it wants? I don't, I, that I can't do. And so she gets all close, and she's like, well, what does it want to do? And then that hand just grabs an assful of her ass. Bro, there's some butt squeezes in butt this. Butt squeezing. <laughs> so she straight up is like, oh, I wanted this too. And so she grabs an assful of his ass. And an they're both just squeezing an ass- his ass. You- an assful of ass. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a, a hand? Has- <laughs> a <laughs> handful of ass. It's a handful. Oh, literally. You said assful like seven times. An assful of ass. An assful of ass. You know what I mean. An assful of ass. An assful of ass. And then so they're both just squeezing assful of asses until <laughs> Armando's like, he says, hazme el favor y suelta esa nalga, which I fucking love. <laughs> but he's saying this to the hand. Yeah, not to Clearly, her. but... But Flora's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed, and she goes off. So we cut to the next day, and Armando goes to the goes to Banco Caracas with his hand like belted into his pants under his jacket so it won't come free. Right. He's talking to this bank guy. This this okay, this the grandpa bank thing. Another thing I didn't understand. I don't quite get this because he's like my grandpa was a founder of this bank. Here's a letter from the president from the president of this bank. And the guy looks at it and he's like, this is old as fuck. This is from 1923. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Me, I have no clue. Me neither. Armando is basically trying to get, I guess, his grandpa's inheritance or something like that. Sure. Sure. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. So meanwhile, the hand is like getting all antsy and it busts out of the jacket, but it's like clenching near his dick. It's this, like just opening and closing. What is happening? It looks like he's trying to grab his own crotch. Yeah. So he's standing there like with this jacket open and the hand now has a glove on it. It's a gloved hand and it's like yeah. opening and closing by his crotch. It looks like he's scratching his balls and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? And the bank guy is like- The bank teller is also like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is going, going on with your hand, bro? Why is it by your crotch? The bank teller guy is like, what's going on? He crumples up the letter from the president. And he's like, get out of here now. And the hand, of course, freaks out and attacks the manager, tosses him, operatic singing. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and now we're at the hospital again. And we see that Gaston has gone to see Doña Celsa. Mm-hmm. He goes into her room. And then all of a sudden, he's got this full, like, demon voice. And he says, okay, por qué? <laughs> Yeah, I have no no idea. It's never said? No. 
I have no clue. I Unless I missed it. I mean, I this is why, okay. So she, he uh-huh. has a devil voice. Yeah. And he's like, Celsa, levantese, donde está el dinero? Like, where's the money, Celsa? Where's the money? Celsa's mm-hmm. in a coma or she's like in bed, like got a thing. And she wakes up. She looks at him and she's like, oh my God, it's you. You're speaking. I can't believe it. And I was like, okay, but why does he sound like this? And then she goes to touch his hair. We get a, a fantastic reveal that, in fact, it really was a wig, and the wig comes off, and then and this is where I saw the metal head, the metal for the part time. for the first time, yeah. and so I was like, so is the voice meant to be a robot? Robotic voice or demonic voice? I don't, like, the chrome skull, never explained as far as I know. The voice? Possible possession? have no idea i don't think it's possession i, I don't I think, think I, I i think it's no. just supposed to be like he's evil, evil. oh yeah guys oh dude i don't know but also like from here on out in my notes he so he started as gaston uh-huh. and i called him fucking chrome skull but now we realize that this is mario el coco the accomplice that doña manola was telling us about. right that is that did Manolo dirty. Exactly. So once Doña Celsa sees this, she freaks out. And then we cut to a jail cell with Armando in it because he just attacked that bank teller. There are two other guys in the cell and one of them is very, very sensitive to noise. And he's like, everybody (laughs) shut the fuck up. And so the hand notices this and grabs a bull and starts to slam the bull against like the jail cell bars. A piss. Oh, I did not notice that. Ew. He throws the piss on the guy's face. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) so clearly now covered in piss this silence demanding man freaks out and he attacks armando so the next thing we know armando is now on his way to the hospital but the hand the hand does it on purpose so that absolutely it can go back to the hospital because that's what the hand wants is the money that's in the hospital yeah that manolo hid years ago okay so we're back with mario el coco and doña celsa and he's still like, where's the money? Where's the money? She screams for help and then he covers Socorro! her mouth and fully suffocates her and kills her. She's dead. He just fully killed her. And at this point, Armando is wheeled into the hospital and Mario El Coco notices this. He sees him being wheeled in. We then very quickly, I have to mention this because it's so ridiculous, but we cut to a nurse. She looks just like Cheetah Rivera to me. I was like, is that Cheetah Rivera? So she comes in to give Doña Celsa food, but when she sees that Doña Celsa is dead, she freaks out and she stuffs oh, a oh, full hold, hold slice on, hold of on, hold bread. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> was the wig stuffed in Celsa's mouth? Yes, it totally was. Because I was like, wig in the mouth, and then this hoe shoves a full loaf of bread into her face. Yes. Like, the nurse is like, a gobble gobble. And it's, we're there for five minutes of oh, her, we watch her shoving bread into but her mouth is this a thing girl like why what is this i was watching this just like perplexed it's what's supposed, going on it's supposed to be comedy oh i don't i don't get it i was just like oh because it's not comedy wow because it's so, bad <laughs> cheetah rivera fully just puts a full slice of bread into her mouth and now we cut to armando who is like he is out cold and then mario el coco sneaks in sneaks into his room he pulls out a knife he's like wake up 
Where's the money? Manolo didn't talk, so I cut off his hand and I let him bleed to death. And we're like, we got it. You killed him. We know. Yeah. But he says to him, if you don't talk now, you will never talk again. So he's about to cut off Armando's tongue when the hand attacks him, knocks him out. And then the hand starts to drag Armando through the hospital to a wheelchair. But as he's like dragging him down the hall, he passes by a little table, something glass falls, which wakes Mario El Coco up. And then there's Cheetah Rivera again. She's trying to help. <laughs> She's trying to help Armando onto a wheelchair when the hand just pushes Shoves the shit her. out of her. And she, she goes screams, flying. Ah! <laughs> she goes flying. And then Armando starts being uh, wheeled off in the wheelchair. And he's still fucking out. He's still out cold. This hand is strong. And so Cheetah Rivera, meanwhile, is trying to call for help when Armando, I'm sorry, when fucking Mario El Coco comes up and punches her in the face. And then she screams again. Ah! And falls backward. (laughs) Okay, so the chase is on. Armando is wheeled into the kitchen. Mario El Coco follows. He grabs a huge meat cleaver, like the one that he cut the dude's hand off in the beginning. Armando is wheeled to an electrical box. He opens it, and inside we see like a little old bag. This is where he hid the money. So he grabs the bag of money. As Coco is down the hall, he turns the corner, finding him. And just as Mario El Coco is about to like slice down with the meat cleaver, the uh, the hand grabs him, and then he smacks him so hard again that again with opera. like operatic howl he goes flying (laughs) and he lands into a huge boiling pot of soup so the hand wheels armando off armando still passed out and as (laughs) as he goes we see a sign that says menu hervido Hervido de cretino (laughs) oh man (laughs) it's so stupid (laughs) yeah so the hand wheels Armando to the bank, the Banco Caracas through the city streets. And once at the bank, the hand like holds up the bag of money, meaning like, return this money. But it's the middle of the night. Yeah, bro. So, the bank is closed. Yeah, fully closed. You're just going to have to hold that up all night long. <laughs> So we're back at the pension the next day. Armando is saying thank you to Doña Manola, but she's like, oh, no, let me thank you. You left my son's name in good standing. And Armando's like, oh, I didn't do anything. I ran into the money because someone lent me a hand. There's also... By the way, (laughs) so... Yes. There so are so much. many hand puns and hand-like sayings. Like Manolo, Manola, pension, Manola, everybody. It's always like, this This room just needs a hand of paint, which I've never heard. Like, hands, hands, ha- a show of hands. Like, everywhere hands. <laughs> hand me, lend me a hand. This person lent me a hand. Why don't we paint this room with our hands? It's all a hand hands. everywhere. Hands, a ha- hands a across hand. America. <laughs> hands. <laughs> And so he says, as it turns out, the money that belongs to the same... Wait, hold on. Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. I can figure this out. Okay, so he continues. He's like, someone lent me a hand. And it turns out that the money belongs to the same bank where I presented my project and they approved it. And that way I can go back to my pueblo and help my people. But what does that mean? I don't know. And honestly, what project? The saving of the town, I assume? Uh, Okay. 
We're there. We're does, almost there. What does the money being returned have anything to do con el Armando? I th- okay. <laughs> if I were t- going to try to piece this together, I think them being like, oh, somebody stole this money. You're returning. And because he... Re- no, hold on. <laughs> yes. So I think the idea is like, because he returned the money to the bank, they're like, thank you so much. That project you said of your grandpa from 1923 approved. You're going to get the money you need. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, who fucking cares? <laughs> we're, we're almost at the end. So, <laughs> so Doña Manola's like, ah. I love it. Good luck. God bless you. Amen. She rolls over his foot as she goes off. Another bit throughout this movie. This is the third time that she's done this. Meanwhile, Flora is all like mopey and weepy because her dude is leaving. And she's like, are you sure you're not, you know, leaving something here? And he's like, no, yeah, I'm good. I checked everything. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) But he's like, hey, maybe one day I'll be back when my pueblo flourishes and we will talk again. But before he goes, he he says, hey, where is Manolo's body buried? So we cut to a c- cemetery overlooking Caracas. I assume it's very beautiful up there. At a columbarium. I was going to say, what because I wrote, he goes up to a body shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So he goes up to... He goes up to a columbarium. I will never fit it. It's body shell forever. He goes up to a columbarium and we see Manolo's shelf. Sorry. (laughs) Please. It's ridiculous. A body shelf. So he goes up to Manolo's. Now, what would you call like like a specific? Column? Sure. Yeah. He sees Manolo's column, and there's a picture of Manolo on the thing. This was not what I expected this man to look like whatsoever. Me too. First of all, I was like, he's a little, I feel like he's too, too old. old to be. He'd this. be like the same age as Doña Manola. Yeah. <laughs> no entiendo. He's, I was like, give me a young guy, but no, this yeah. is a full like 40, 50 year old man. Yeah. So Armand, Armando, <laughs> Armando says to Manolo's picture, I'll never forget what happened with you between us. One time we had una mano amiga. Your name and that of my town is clean. And then he puts his gloved hand up to the body shelf to the to the what the fuck did you fucking <laughs> column. To the, to, he, <laughs> he puts his gloved hand up to the column. He touches it and like an electric current returns the power of the hand back to Manolo. I'm going to go ahead and say because they kept going back and forth from like Armandito to this picture, like just showing us this mm-hmm. like, I guess, conver- one sided conversation. Sure. Uh, and I kept expecting that picture to like move or talk or do something because the position that this man face is in is very much like hello hi he's like does he have glasses on i can't remember he's like looking over his glasses and he's just it's, like hey hey and it's like what a random the picture itself why would that be the picture yeah yeah and so i was like i'm waiting for it to be like you got it buddy or like yeah. aquí te tengo una mano siempre or some <laughs> shit like that una mano amiga <laughs> so just then flora arrives she's in this pretty little dress and like all of a sudden, there's flower petals falling all falling over from them. the sky. And she says, I couldn't wait for you to come back. Maybe you need a hand with your town. So I <laughs> offer you my, my hand. hand. <laughs> and they kiss. And he says, let's go because the bus is leaving soon. And as they walk away, he grabs an ass full of ass. <laughs> 
he grabs a handful of her ass and she's like, oh, is that your hand or is that the hand doing whatever it wants? And he's like, no, this is my hand doing what it wants to do. And then he looks back at Manolo's picture and Manolo straight up winks at him. Which I was like, I needed this. Thank you. I was expecting it. Fiend, that is the end of our ridiculous movie. Now, if you you had watched all the way through the credits, you would have heard one (sighs) final. Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. Well, we made it through, and uh, let's get into some trivia. So- there obviously this movie is not only a TV movie from Venezuela, but like literally even the IMDb, there's there isn't a synopsis there. It's there's n- nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I, from the same website that gave me that time that synopsis that I butchered, uh, <laughs> which is rctvinternational.com or intl.com which is Radio Caracas Televisión oh, which okay. is the channel that produced the movie they have on their website uh, a little section that says debería saber que you should know that with this production RCTV Producciones successfully ventures into the suspense genre mm. with the participation of Tony Rodriguez who is the director of this film and also Armandito mm-hmm. and the writer Kiko Olivieri. Rodriguez who plays the leading role in this film is a seasoned director with a number of dramatic productions inside and outside of Venezuela so Cool. There you go. Okay. Uh, and it does say there are a few things on um, Kiko's IMDb that show that he and Tony have worked in other things. And also Veronica Cortez, who plays Flora. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, because there's not a lot of stuff and I know that there's RCTV, Radio Caracas, what's the deal with that? So Radio Caracas Televisión. Uh, was a Venezuelan free-to-air television network headquartered in the Caracas neighborhood of Quinta Crespo. It was inaugurated on the 15th of November in 1953 by William H. Phelps Jr. On the 27th of May of 2007, Radio Caracas Televisión made headlines when President Hugo Chavez decided to shut down the channel by renewing their broadcast concession for what it said was the station's role in the 2002 coup. So, like, apparently the rumor was that this channel, like, basically incited the coup in 2002. Wow. And this coup briefly overthrew his government, but not for very long. RCTV continued to broadcast via pay television, the RCTV Internacional, and in January of 2010... RCTV was sanctioned with temporary closure. Literally, like, from one day to the next, the channel was gone. Like, they removed it from television. Holy shit. It rejected the Venezuelan media regulators' finding that it was a domestic media provider. And in 
2010, the Council on Foreign Relations described RCTV as the most important independent television station in Venezuela. Wow. Yeah, because it was like, uh, we're doing what we want, eat a dick. You bitches. Wow. So they started in 1953, ended in 2007, technically 2010 officially. And it had lots of novelas and like it was very popular and a huge television channel for the country. Nice. And that's all I have for trivia. I think that's fascinating. Really, really interesting. I don't have much either. So here goes. I also talked about Tony Rodriguez, and you got into it. He's more of like a director now, I guess, and he right. does a lot of telenovelas such as Las Bandidas, Reina de Corazones, and Escándalos. Todo es real, excepto sus nombres. Have you heard of any of these? No. <laughs> well, good job, Tony Rodriguez, because check out that IMDb. It is prolific. This is from Instagram. I found William Colmenares' Instagram. When he played um, uh, Gaston? <laughs> Gaston and Chrome Skull and Mario El Coco, which is all the same person. Yeah. So his Instagram is Willy Colmenares, at Willy Colmenares. And uh, it seems that he has his own like production company. Wow. That he also runs acting classes. And I'm pretty sure they're out of Danbury, Connecticut. Whoa, okay. Yeah. So, hey, if you're in the... In the Connecticut, Connecticut area. area. Go take his acting classes. And also, you can find his production company at Colmena Productions USA and at Colmena Productions. Fantastic. And last but not least, I just wanted to find out a little bit about that actor who played Silvio. So I found him. His name is Alejo Felipe Vargas, and he was born in Santa Cruz de la Palma, Canarias, which I believe is the Canary Islands, which is Spain. I believe it is Spain. So he was a Spanish actor who developed a career in the performing arts in addition to television and cinema and dubbing in Venezuela. Oh, cool. His beginnings in acting were never planned. At a party at the Spanish club in Margarita, which is in Venezuela, he began to imitate personalities and he was approached by a nurse who suggested that he form a theater group. And simply out of curiosity, he accepted. Initially, there were only three, but after a month, the group consisted of 20 people who formed, who formed the first theatrical ensemble of Margarita called Vertical. Alejo studied education at the Libertador Experimental Pedagogical University, and it was in that institution that he founded, together with other artists, the first theater team of that university entity. At the time, there were no professional acting studios, so a large part of its beginnings were due to the works carried out on the stage. He had two daughters, Isabella Felipe and Alejandra Felipe, and those who knew him affirmed that he was a genius, a perfectionist, and that he loved his profession. I think that might be lost in translation. Like, he was um, genial, like... It was nice. Is that correct? Genial can also just mean like great. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what they meant here. I don't know if they, well, maybe he was a fucking genius. Maybe he was. Maybe. And unfortunately, he died in 2015. So oh, rest in peace, my guy. R. You R. were you were quite funny in this <laughs> horrible movie. film. Also, I just wanted to find out just like what did he dub? And I'm pretty sure he played the role of Max Kellerman in Dirty Dancing, El Baile Atrevido, which is I guess. The, I love that. Uh, so he dubbed that uh, voice. It was originally played by Jack Weston. And Max Kellerman is the owner of Kellerman's, which is the, the, the hotel. resort. Yeah. yeah. 
so I'm pretty sure that this dude, Alejo, dubbed that role. Amazing. And also, I found on Audible that he did the audiobook for The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know those books? Like those uh, no. self-help? They're just like these really popular self-help books. I think from like the 90s, you can fully listen to a snippet of him being like in Spanish, like how to be better for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Like on this Audible book, I was like, I would read, I would listen to this. Um, totally. And that is my trivia for today. Fantastic. Not much going on. How about I ask you some questions? Please do. Johnny, were you scared? No, were you? Me neither. Not a single <laughs> moment. Nary a breath. Uh, what was your best scare? I'm going to give this to the opening sequence, which wasn't scary, but it felt very like haunted housey with the storm and the bull and the black cat and the chopping. And all. I was like, so sure, fine, I'll give it to that for the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. What about you? For me, it was similar. It was just the scene where um, Flora is in the bedroom and then the hand is like sneaking around. And you can't. It's kind of like a semblance of an evil dead camera sure. shot point of view yeah uh so i was like okay i'll give it to that <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> um who was your favorite character i assume this man is straight this alejo man uh usually i fucking hate it when people do this well that's not necessarily true but i would rather a gay person do it you know but i'm still gonna give it to alejo for playing silvio because those lines were gold how about you mine was silvio too and what was your best line pero tocale la puerta nada más oíste porque a ti Se te agua la boca con un buen macho, Silvio. The one you said before. It's just so good. Mine is also that, but then I have another one that I uh, that I really love that you didn't you didn't reference to in the scene that's in where he's Please. saying something sassy to Celsa, where she's like, "I need money" or whatever, and he's like, "Pues si vas a vender tu cuerpo, no te va a alcanzar ni para el taxi." And I was like, <laughs> "Damn, bitch, that's a, that's fucking shady as hell." That these two. <laughs> She was. Jeez. He, he was like, if you're gonna try and sell your body, you're not even gonna have enough to take a taxi. <laughs> that's amazing. Brutal. So that's, I think oh, that's man. mine. I love it. I'm so glad you you mentioned that one. What was the best death? I guess I'll give it to Chrome Skull in the Hervido, I guess. Oh yeah, Hervido sure. the Cretino. Yeah, I'm <laughs> assuming he boiled to death in there. What about you? <laughs> it's not technically a death. But I think the when he first got electrocuted was pretty like it reminded me of like a goofy 90s, 80s. Yeah. Like literally his hair sticks up and his like, like th- makes me think of Home Alone 2. Yes, it's absolutely uh-huh. that. Yeah. So he didn't die. But like I thought that was I think that's pretty. I think that's a good. Yeah. Totally. Did you learn anything? No, I don't think so. Did you? Me, no, not at all. Yeah. And finally, how many ooies do you give this movie? I'll give it a one. I do appreciate the, like like I said, like the charming TV movie thing that gave me Brazil feels from my childhood. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't need to revisit this one. It's not going to really be memorable. Yeah, one. What about you? I gave it half. I okay. Half an ooey. Now, here's a question. Idle Hands, which Uh is also a film about a possessed 
Hand yes. came out in 1999, mm-hmm. and this <gasps> movie came out in 1995. And I genuinely yeah. was like, oh, this movie is based off of Idle Hands. But it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the other way around, but I wonder if <laughs> whoever did Idle Hands was like, ah, uh, yes, the classic film La Mano. And <laughs> I also Googled mm-hmm. Possessed Hand films and obviously everybody was like the Adams family I'm like that's not a possessed hand this did give me like a moment of you know thing crawling across Definitely the ground for sure lots of thing you know? vibes yeah. but it's not the same have you seen idle hands no never seen it oh we should watch it i think you might enjoy it devin sawa devin sawa he's in there <laughs> yeah we should i think we should do my it my <laughs> ex lover um <laughs> He's not. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm giving this movie half an ooey. It was bad. Even though it was an hour long, I literally, like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was looking at my phone for most of this fucking movie. Like, I get it. It wasn't. You just, I, trying, I had to re- just trying to get it done. I had to rewind so many times because I was like, Ugh. oh, is this important? And it was never important. We did it. We got through it. Our hands are back it. to normal. Attached. Attached, <laughs> not moving independently from our own bodies. And it's great. Listen, they can't all be good. But they can't all be good. They're not all going to be good. But we, we appreciate, appreciate- <laughs> We appreciate <laughs> you being here. <laughs> with us so thank you for listening remember to subscribe rate and review leave us a a nice note it helps get us new listeners and more listeners and we would love to Mm -hmm. have thousands of you if we could we would follow us on all our redes sociales at on twitter and on instagram thank you to sonoro for being the coolest you can follow our network at sonoro podcast if you want to send us uh, suggestions links to movies we love that we also have an email at gmail.com yeah that's uh, it listen if you have an ass full of ass <laughs> congratulations not all of us do <laughs> Hey, Johnny, I fucking love you. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.